0: Welcome to Make Your Impact, the podcast for ambitious women who want to lead and make their impact on the world. I'm Emma Elder, a confidence coach who is here to inspire, support and encourage you to say no to a life that makes you feel unfulfilled. We have one opportunity to make our time on earth matter. Life is too short to be stuck in a place of fear, lack and doubt over our greatness. There is no other person on the planet like you who says it like you or does it like you. And once you learn to leap with your fear and believe you are good enough, anything is possible. All that success, abundance and the impact that you dream of creating is already yours. So if you are ready to make your impact, let's go. Hi beautiful. This week... We are going to be discussing how to stop being so lovely and people pleasing in your business because it is honestly doing nothing for your business growth and success and your life generally. And this isn't at all about you becoming mean or bossy, it's not that at all. You can still be kind and you can still have compassion for others. Um, however if you are people pleasing if you are always looking to be acceptable and liked by everybody else this is actually sabotaging the success that you can create in your own business so let me start by sharing a little bit on my own personal experience with this because it's something that really runs so so deep for me and I feel really really passionate about it something that I put a lot of um effort into creating results with clients on on this as well because I see it so often holding women back so I'm not sure if I've ever really shared on here but I went to an all girls secondary school like between the ages of 11 to 16 um and I hated every minute that I was there like I you know you hear people say oh like your school days are the best years of your life like I never ever relate to that because that's just so far removed from my experience like when I was at school I just remember daydreaming like looking out the window and thinking I can just not wait to be grown up and still now I wouldn't go back to being at school um and it wasn't anything to do with the teachers or like specifically about what I was learning like that wasn't a problem it was just about the environment and how that made me feel and then what I did to cope with that so I'm not sure obviously whether this would have been any different had I been like at a mixed school because I I will never know Um, but I think most women now can relate to when you were a young girl at school and there being like a clicky crowds and the fact that certain friendships circles were like labelled as the cool and the popular ones. And then there were the others that were definitely not. Um, but for me, my experience when I was a young girl at school was I was kind of a nobody. Like I was just so afraid of getting noticed and being labelled as different or getting picked on or even bullied that I literally did whatever I could to just blend in to the crowd, to not be noticed. Like, I doubt if any teachers would remember who I was. I was literally saying this to my mum the other day. Um, I was just so quiet. I never put my hand up to ask questions in class. That was always my feedback at the end of, like, the school year and the reports and stuff. I never complained. I was never late. I'd always do my homework on time. Like, if somebody asked to go in the line before me, they did. They did. If somebody wanted to copy my work, I'd let them. Like, I was the nice girl that everyone would just forget about. And this really became something that I started to notice as being true when I was in my final year, or like before, at the end of the second to last year (laughs) of school, I put myself forward to be school prefect, Um, and I don't know what the other schools do but the way that our school decides who's going to be prefect was it's voted for by the students and the teachers and I didn't make it (laughs) and that rejection really really hurt me like it just made me feel like well there's got to be something wrong with me like why did I not get picked because I felt like I was such a good student and I was nice to everyone but that's the thing like being nice just doesn't get you very far when it comes to creating success because being nice makes you unforgettable and then this pattern has really stayed with me all of my working life and in my career too so I definitely have mentioned before um, in my previous career I was an occupational therapist and I landed an incredible opportunity um, working at the UK Specialist Military Rehabilitation with complex trauma injuries. So I was working with um, amputees, spinal cord injuries, complex pains, severe burns, like incredibly interesting, life-transforming experiences for the, the men and the women that I was working with in the military. But this incredible opportunity was completely clouded because I was so intimidated with who I was surrounded by. Like the experience and the expertise in that place was just phenomenal, like out of this world, like I'm talking pioneering approaches that were developed during like the Afghan and Iraq war with all of the blast injuries. And there was just elite medical professionals, literally every single place that you looked around there And then there was me, (laughs) Um, just an ordinary civilian girl, uh, you know, that had worked my way up with my own experience in the NHS and then landed this incredible opportunity being employed there. And this made me feel crippled with imposter syndrome. Like, I just didn't believe that I deserved to be there. I didn't think I knew enough. And... I always felt that soon enough, everyone was going to find out that, you know, I, sh- I didn't deserve to be there and I'd probably lose my job. And this made me petrified of making mistakes and not measuring up to the standards that were expected of, you know, the medical professionals that were employed to work there. And I know that it was because of this that I severely held myself back. Like, I didn't want to put myself in positions to really, really stretch myself or, like have opportunities where I might make mistakes and and learn more which then would probably have made, made me be recognized for what I was really capable of um, but most of the time while I worked here I just went back to that same pattern that I had throughout my whole time in school where I chose to blend into the background again like and I loved this job like I loved the work so much like I cannot explain to you how incredibly fulfilling and Honestly, what a privilege it was to, you know, be invited into these people's lives and support them therapeutically to create change so that they kind of got to a place where they started to accept the changes and they started to be able to do things again in their life that they really wanted to do. Like that was my role. We were, we looked at everyday activities and it was really about um, figuring out problem solving ways that they could continue to do those, practicing the new skills that they needed to learn, like walking or using a wheelchair, whatever it was, getting them socialized back out in the community. A lot of my work there as well was really focused on confidence building. It was about accepting this new version of their life and starting to feel confident with it again, confident in their skills, confident in who they were, rediscovering who they were with this complete life changing thing that had happened to them you know and i feeling confident to go out and about and do daily activities so you know I used to do trips like literally just getting the bus into town and walking around just to try and build up their confidence it's really interesting that that is really what the fundamental part of my work was and now here I am kind of doing something that's very very similar it's a lot of transferable skills Um, but like I was saying, like, I, I, I love this work so much, but I was still just that lovely girl that got on with treating her patient caseload the best that I could, but I just wouldn't say boo to a goose. (laughs) I didn't want to rock the boat. So is this sounding at all familiar to you? Are you also that lovely girl that's full of imposter syndrome and so fearful of being judged or even rejected in some way in your in your business? Because if you are nodding along, then we definitely have got some work to do. So if you want to become a recognized and trusted voice and authority in your industry, then being this lovely, nice girl isn't going to cut it. And in fact, Like I said right from the beginning, being lovely is kind of self-sabotaging you achieving what you want in your business. And the most frustrating part of all of this is that the people that really, really know you they know that you aren't just lovely. Like there is so much more depth to you. There is so much about your personality which is unique and interesting and fun to be around. And there's probably an endless list of all of the reasons why the people that you have felt safe enough to be yourself around stick around. And it's because they love the real you. And this, those real connections that you have built in your life, that is the evidence that it's possible for you to let go of the the people pleasing and the loveliness and the worrying about what everyone thinks of you all of that that you're bringing into your business and replace that with like who you really are in your business like (laughs) this is really making me feel like this is some kind of Simba moment you know when his dad's in the cloud and he's like remember who you truly are like this is really what I'm saying like you've got to bring the true version of you to your business like you can discover how you want to show up and how you want to run in your your business and and discover why your dream client is going to want to work with you but not only just want to work with you they're going to want to become like your biggest advocates and cheerleaders because you are absolutely so capable of delivering outstanding value and impact. And when you do that, that means that your dream clients are going to want to recommend you to their friends and engage with everything that you're posting and provide you outstanding testimonials. And then want to come back for more. And of course, if they're standing in a room full of opportunities, you've got to be certain that they're going to be sharing your name. Because this is what happens when you allow yourself to be yourself you're going to be attracting people that are the the exact right people for your business that create all of these kind of experiences your ability to be the true version of yourself is what's going to help you create success in your service-based business and probably your life quite honestly like it's not about trying to be who you think you need to be and just hoping and praying that everyone likes who likes you and what you've got to offer So I want to get into this a little bit deeper about like, why are we so obsessed with wanting everyone to like us? Um, Because there really isn't anything wrong with you. If you do feel like this, it's actually hardwired into our biology as humans because it's a means to survive. Like when we were, you know, evolving humans right at the beginning, we needed to belong in order to survive because if we were deemed to not be acceptable by our pack then we were booted out we were left to fend for ourselves and that meant that our chances of survival were severely reduced so now of course in the modern world things are so different because we have access and opportunity to connect with new people all the time especially with obviously the rise in social media and our ability to travel to every country in the world however our biological need to belong is still relevant. Like, we need to have a safe caregiver as babies and children. And there is still, and there is research like evidence that our overall happiness and our lifespan is more when we have secure and healthy connections, like with our parents or our partners or friends. But the thing is, we need those connections, but we don't need to be liked by everyone. And it's actually a completely impossible standard to step for yourself to be liked by everyone. I mean, I was lovely when I was at school and I still didn't, I still got rejected. I still wasn't picked as the prefect. So, (laughs) you know, like this is evidence of the case. So how might that fear of what people think be showing up in your business? Um, It's probably in more discreet ways than you even realise. So... Are you overthinking what to share on social media because you're so worried that like people might be thinking, who does she think she is? And so you end up posting inconsistently because you're just so worried about being acceptable to everybody. Or are you editing everything a million times to make sure that your post doesn't sound bitchy because you just feel like you couldn't cope with somebody interpreting your content wrong? And then because you're doing this, you're ending up watering down your message, which then isn't speaking to your ideal client. Or are you feeling your entire bloody language change when it comes to talking about your prices? Because you're worrying that people are thinking, oh my goodness, she's charging way too much. I'd never pay that. And so because you have this thought, you then put off talking about your offer and you focus more on delivering free value so that people see you as a really generous person, but you're not then bringing in profit into your business. Or have you been thinking you need to raise your prices for a while, but you've been putting it off because you're worried your clients will start to see you as only being in it for the money? And so you say where you are, but meanwhile, you're suffering as a result because there's a cost of living crisis right now. So you're actually starting to feel quite stretched on what your current income is. Or are you confident that you're doing an incredible job, but you hate asking for testimonials? It makes you feel so uncomfortable because you don't want people to think you're using them to get your next client. So then you don't ask and then you lose out on the opportunity to gain these incredible transformations and uh, sorry, the incredible testimonies that match the transformations you've already created. Or how do you feel when you have to turn someone away because they can't afford your service? Are you so worried about their feelings that you're forgetting the bigger picture that your business requires you to make profit in order to be a business? the likelihood is that every time you allow that thought about what would somebody think, you're falling into some of these types of people pleasing behaviours. Like you're going to be making choices in your business to ensure that you're going to be more acceptable or agreeable and liked. But this is what is sabotaging your success. It's watering down your message. It's making you inconsistent. It's meaning you lose out on money or converting potential clients. And you're passing up, huge opportunities to grow up grow your business and this has nothing to do with your strategy your strategy is probably amazing this is literally about your mindset so what can you do to change this (laughs) this is the bit we all want to hear right so let's start with overcoming this problem with caring about what people think So I'm going to ask you some questions in a moment. If you have opportunity, you may want to grab a pen and paper or put some notes on your phone so you can write these down, perhaps. The next time that you're worrying about what somebody thinks, I want you to try and interrupt that thought and analyse with these questions whether that thought is worthy of your attention. So you want to ask yourself, first, first and foremost, who is it whose thoughts you're worrying about? Because often we hear it as, what if they say? So who is the they? And if they were to think this, then so what? What does that really mean? How does this impact you? Could you cope with somebody holding this judgment about you? And if you were to know for certain that someone thinks this about you, how would that change how you feel about them? Like, would you want that person with that kind of energy in your life? I mean, spoiler, no. <laughs> because you deserve so much more than that. <laughs> so, these are the questions I want you to ask yourself when you next have that thought come up in your mind about whether you, or about worrying what somebody else thinks. Because people are going to judge you, whatever you do in life. Like, we cannot get around that. And not everyone is going to like you. But I want you to remember this. What if your ability to repel the people who don't support you, who don't agree with your message, who are whispering things behind your back when you're out the room, what if your ability to repel those types of people is exactly what you need to do to create space for the people that do support you, who totally get what you're doing, who love and value every single thing that you share they respect and they trust you they're going to be the ones that are the first to sign up when your offers are released and they literally just can't wait to work with you like you have the power to choose what is more worthy of your attention do you want to give your power to the worry of what those other people are judging you negatively with Or do you want to give your power to attract those whose lives you're about to create incredible life changing transformation in? Like I know what I would rather do. And when it comes to gaining confidence in who you are in your business, this is a clarity exercise. So this is something that I help my clients with when we start working one to one. I would help you with identifying what isn't unique about you and then how you can use this so that you stop being so lovely and unforgettable. And you become the person whose offer your dream client just can't wait to say yes to because they want to work with you like the true version of you. So if you know that you've got a fear of judgment that's holding you back from becoming this trusted leader and an authority within your industry that people want to buy from then I would absolutely love to chat some more in the show notes I always put my email there but I'd love for you to just jump into my inbox over on Instagram it's much less formal over there and it always feels like a much more connected conversation I really can't wait to hear how this episode has landed with you but for now I'll be saying take care and I'll catch you on the next episode. I value building real connection so highly so if we don't already know one another through Instagram come and say hello I'm at Emma Elder Coaching. I'm so glad you're here let's support one another.